Green Divas and Green Dudes come in many shades of green. Here to help you discover and celebrate your personal shade of green are hosts Green Diva Meg and Maxine Margot, veteran radio chicks who share important news about climate change and the plight of human existence, but somehow manage to make most of it fun and sexy using at least 50 shades of green. Welcome to Green Diva Studio to, for today's Fifty Shades of Green Divas. Yeah. I'm Green Diva Meg. And I'm um, now officially Green Diva Max. Yay. I got a crown and everything now. She's so cute. I, 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 green I, I, Diva Max. Yeah, I'm, I'm wearing blue, but I'm green. You know what cracks me up? <laughs> uh, is that I had written uh, Confessions of a Green Diva, my sort of fun comedy TV series which pilot. Which I looked at some of it. Yeah, it's awesome. I completely forgot that I named her Max right. until you said, right. oh, nice name. And I was right, like, oh, right. that's right. Yeah. So any, uh, yeah, we'll have to it's connect destiny. with some uh, it's destiny. people in, in, uh, in, in the industry who can like get I, that pilot out. I think so, it'd be fun. Anyway. Uh, it's a riot. I had forgotten that uh, it's destiny that we so, work yeah. together. So I'm Max. Yes. I am Max. She is Max. So we have a really great interview for you today. But first, let's just talk a little bit about some current news going on. Right. There, there, there's some good stuff out there, uh, which we hope to uh, get, get you some info on. Uh, this last week, uh, President Obama, uh, he named the first National Marine Monument in the Atlantic Ocean, yeah. uh, which is really amazing because nothing like that's ever been done. Uh, and believe that uh, it's a deep sea land mass the size of Connecticut off the coast of Cape Cod. Hmm. And it is the first designation in the Atlantic Ocean. And it is riff with endangered and exotic species. And they want to make this a national monument so it will never be touched. It's protected. Yes. Protecting our oceans is really important. And because of climate change and overfishing and bycatching and so many things and 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 oh, the gy- and the, and the gy- right the gyres which are filled with plastic from humans yes we have to differentiate human you know forces doing the climate bad you know not to mention i think that the the sonar they're doing some kind of testing the navy mm-hmm. that is literally killing you know all kinds of large uh you know whales dolphins. and dolphins and um because their sonar is affected by these i don't know exactly what kind of testing they're doing but it's bad yeah there some things are there's just not good things coming out of things that one would think would be helpful but in a military context yeah they're, right they're, they're trying to you know use sonar in in these seas to i guess track submarines or something and they're and they're killing whales and, and yeah dolphins. there's some new testing they're doing and i really i didn't look it up to be more articulate about it but whatever it is it's a big issue and yeah. i think what he's done in this uh, designation is none of that's going to happen here right it, it's and it's the first of its kind so i'm hoping our next president 
I, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> uh, the one who is for the uh, climate knows that the climate needs to be protected yeah. versus the one that believes climate change is a hoax uh, <laughs> will will get on board and, and designate Pacific areas as well yes. you know, and other parts yeah. of the Atlantic so that we can protect what's out there, which is really That's awesome. It's a really kind of unique idea. I like that. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, hey, what did you do today? I just swam in the <laughs> monument that's in, you know, I wonder if there's swimming allowed. Who knows? Uh, yeah, but well. It's protected, so maybe they don't want us humans near it at all. I, Good job, I, President Obama. Uh, thank you. Yes, thanks, President Obama. You know, you've done yeah. some great things, but this is also... Uh, something that's very important. Well, you know, I read something today about how much plastic, I think it's like it's a scary percentage of plastic is now showing up in salmon and tuna and all the fish that we eat. And on and also on rocks. They are actually going to give it a and they might have already named it a particular type of fossil that you the rocks are plasticized. Oh, come on. There's chips of rocks. Yes, and it's in places like Hawaii I mean, where you wouldn't think, you think everything is pristine and beautiful, but it's rolling in from this gyre, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. plastic. I mean, Pacific gyre, Pacific gyre which yeah. is, uh, it's crazy uh, to think that we are polluting the, the oceans, the seas, the rivers, the lakes with this plastic that our great-great-grandchildren are going to go, hey, this was the fossil from 2016. <laughs> yeah. It came from the gyre. It's yeah. like, no. <laughs> we, we don't really want that, but that's what's well, happening. One of the reasons I bring it up is because our food supply, mm-hmm. and, and some people really rely on right. uh, fish as a mainstay in their diets around the world, but our food supply is going to be really impacted. Uh, yeah, and, and so um, that's our segue. Right. Our segue <laughs> is food waste. Yeah, food uh, waste. What, what what have we uh, caused? And we're we're wasting food and and land or sea. It's well, happening. So here's a statistic to toss out there: one third of all the food produced is lost or wasted before it ever really even gets onto somebody's plate. Think about that. That's a lot of food. There's a lot of energy to make that food, and there are a lot of hungry people. So it's kind of like, what? There's so much food insecurity, and a lot of it is thrown away uh, at events, for instance. Uh, you go to a concert. You go you go to a, uh, a stadium, yeah. and, and people buy food, and there's a lot of unused food, and what do you do with it? Right, and it used to be that you couldn't do anything with but it. But now... There is something Segway number it. two. Right. Uh, so we can actually know that there is an organization out there uh, that is collecting that food. Sid Mandelbaum, who's our, our guest, has, collect, has, has worked on Rock and Wrap It Up for over two decades now to get that food to people who need it. Well, he was inspired to start the organization. I guess his parents were Holocaust survivors. Correct. And he has a sensitivity to the fact that there are people starving uh, right in front of us and Uh that there's all this food being thrown away. What the heck? So you got to listen to the interview, and and we only touch on some of the work that this man's doing. He's very, very uh, mindful about poverty around us and how we can start to bridge that gap between – all the stuff that's being thrown away, and the people who need it. 
Right. And it's not only food insecurity, it's a social justice issue. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, poverty. And, you know, we all take for granted that we get, you know, food on our plate every day. And, and there's millions and millions and millions of people who don't have that luxury who need to go to a food bank or a food kitchen. And they line up and people work there and put pour their hearts into trying to help people. And so it, it, it's something that really needs to be addressed. And and this, this particular program and organization is really doing a great job. You're going to listen to this, this interview and, and really uh, hopefully you'll fall in love with this guy um, and the work he's doing, the, the important work he's doing. I, I was really impressed. So in the meantime, I want to just shout out to – our listeners, thank you for tuning in. This is a new show, a collaboration between the Green Divas radio show and 50 uh, – the, the Many, many shades, shades of Green. Right, and we pick, picked a very kitschy name to uh, combine our, our forces, uh, 50 Shades of Green Divas. I think we're adorable. We're, so We're so cute. In the meantime, while we're still sort of building uh, the 50 Shades of Green Divas – you can go to thegreendivas.com. We have a page there mm-hmm. with more information. Um, you can look for The Green Divas out on social media. And right. uh, pretty soon I'm going to start our own just yeah, so we definitely. can have more work to do. Yeah, because but we like work. In the meantime, at The Green Divas, please follow us on Twitter, Instagram. Um, we're on G, G+, Google+, obviously Facebook. Also at The Many Shades of Green, which is at TM Shades of Green. And we're also on Facebook, The Many Shades of Green, and the com website. There you go. Oh. And the show will be available through all the Green Divas channels as mm. well as The Many Shades exactly. of Green. Exactly. We're going to make you guys green whether you like it or not. Yeah. Well, and we'll entertain you yes. while, while we do it. Right. We will try. <laughs> we're, we're going to do that. We're an so, entertaining crew, us two. Oh, we uh, do. We have fun. It's fun. So please stay tuned. Enjoy this interview. And check us out. have on the line here, because we're, we're doing this uh, on the phone, I'd love to have Sid right here so I can hug him, but Sid Mandelbaum, who's the founder of Rock and Wrap It Up, uh, R-W-U, rockandwrapitup.com, uh, excuse me, .org, which I'm going to get out a few times, is an award-winning anti-poverty think tank, and it was established in honor of his parents who were Holocaust survivors. Uh, he also co-founded a DNA Forensic Roundtable and uh, was consultant for the Harvard Center for Blood Research. Uh, he has done amazing things, and his program and his organization is doing terrific things. So I just want to kind of get into it and let people know uh, what is Rock and Wrap It Up for people who need to get that info. And I just want to say, hi, Sid, and next time we'll coordinate so he can be in the studio with us. Thank you, ladies. So Rock and Wrap It Up is an anti-poverty think tank. In the purest sense of the words, we develop uh, from concepts that need solutions. We, uh, we develop tactics and strategies. Uh, some of them fail, and many of them don't. And over the last 27 years, we have fed over 1 billion people uh, with uh, thousands of partners that understand the value of food prepared but not served, uh, instead of it going into landfill where it could raise uh, climate issues, 
uh, it goes to feed the hungry. Yeah, it's an incredibly, you know, it seems kind of fundamental, like, but but it's been slow to come around. And you've really made this happen with some of the larger venues for events, uh, hospitals, all kinds of wonderful large venue things and, and these organizations you've worked with. Like who was the first – which organization or which venue, uh, stadium or event space uh, did you go well, to? Well, it actually started, started uh, through uh, contact I had with Ron Delsner, who was a very well-known – Yep. promoter in the New York area and obviously across the country through Live Nation. Uh, Ron um, had once managed uh, Harry Chapin, and I was on the board of Long Island Cares and uh, met with Ron uh, and Sandy Chapin, uh, and Ron said that he had leftover food backstage at his uh, Jones Beach Theater venue in 1990. And in the summer of 1991, uh, my wife and myself and some friends of ours started going backstage, picking up the food and bringing it to a local soup kitchen in the Rockaways. By doing it uh, two or three years, I realized, and I have a background as a scientist, uh, that we could replicate this in other uh, venues throughout the country if we came up with, with some simple idea. And the idea that I came up with was called contractual obligation, which means that a contract, can be used as a harvesting tool if you put in the contract succinctly that you want all of your leftover food prepared but not served mm -hmm. to feed the hungry and rock and wrap it up will facilitate the recovery. Once it's in the contract, it's ironclad, and uh, the first number of bands to join us, uh, the same day actually, uh, Rolling Stones and Aerosmith joined us. Uh, a couple of days later, we had the band Fish, uh, Bruce Hornsby, Michael Bolton, Nine Inch Nails, uh, all of which understood yeah. the value of the contract. And that was in the end of 1993, 1994. Now, I have a question. Now, do you work with a lot of these bands when they're touring have caterers that travel with them? Do you work with, with those folks for a lot of the backstage food? Well, it's the caterers that are, are able to read the writer and understand okay. what the bands want to happen. So, yes, we do work with the caterers, but we also have worked with backstage people uh, that once they, once they saw this happening, uh, it was like Johnny Appleseed. Uh, mm -hmm. We gave them the idea that they could do this. Great. Uh, this was back, you know, 26 years ago, and uh, it, uh, it inspired uh, quite a number of the band managers. So the yeah. manager of Nine Inch Nails after that tour went on to Page and Plant, went on to Ozzy Osbourne, went on to U2, yeah, and then right. back to Nine Inch Nails, each time taking this philosophical solution with them, uh, convincing the bands they were going to be managing that they want to do this. So it's such an incestuous industry, the music industry, that <laughs> probably 20 different uh, of these tour managers uh, helped us get hundreds of bands. Yeah, I happen to have some friends that were among the first folks that did catering, uh, touring catering. They started, I think, in the 70s and 80s. They're still at it, and it's a whole family. I don't know if you know Gordy Hebler, and I don't know if you would know them, but the managers certainly all know them. And it is a kind of weird, incestuous. They all work with all the, you know. All the different bands, big bands touring. Well, it's definitely word of mouth. And also it, it's something that's good. 
and for the greater good, getting people to do this when they know where this is going and how this is working is so important because things like this are under the radar and people think, you know, we're just always walking through and being obstinate and arrogant yet, or, or bands are like that or sports people are like that. But then look at this. You were able to, you know, get this going and using these, you know, celebrities to, to uh, participate, which is, which is quite amazing. Well, food waste is huge. And, you know, I wish I had thought to get some of the statistics because that's part of what's driving this and why we're I talking about I could give them it. to you. Oh, good. What, what are they? <laughs> okay. Uh, currently, 141 billion pounds of food uh, are uh, wasted in this country. Mm. And uh, a third of it uh, never reaches the table. Uh, it disappears from farm to table because it might be bruised. Right. Uh, it might be discolored. Right. And all of the energies, the, our Mother Earth energies, the water, uh, the fertilizer, everything that was used to make that one-third is wasted. So we are always on the cusp of reminding people that uh, they should be able to use things that are bruised. Uh, right, and ugly food. Uh, that way uh, we will take full advantage of the harvests that take place in our country. Yeah, ugly food is beautiful, but it's being thrown out in areas where there's food insecurity, yet there's food laying in parts of the country that could be eaten and has good nutritional value. So one wonders how, how does this all happen and, and why aren't we doing more? But well, apparently that's exactly what Sid has like, you know, had this brilliant concept to marry these two. One's very wasteful and you're the people that need that food. Right. So well, we could go one step further because we really have to thank the American government, specifically a, a congressman who passed named Bill Emerson, who uh, codified state laws called Good Samaritan laws. And in 1996, the first Bill Emerson Good Samaritan Act was signed into law by then President uh, Clinton. And that law... Uh, Freeze liability from right. all agencies, partners that give in good faith food to the poor. Right. And that's a very little known law because mm -hmm. you've heard people say, oh, I'm going to get sued. It has never happened in the history of America. There's not been one lawsuit in our 250 years that someone has been sued because of uh, food neglect. It just isn't true. Right. But that being said, uh, rock and wrap it up. Uh, took that law in 1996 and really ran with it, and we were able to convince the U.S. Department of Agriculture uh, to partner with us to start the first Rock and Wrap It Up school programs, which encouraged students to get involved, making sure that school-generated food stays in their local community on weekends to feed those that are uh, indigent. Yeah. Uh, and that was in 1997 I partnered with, at that time, Secretary of Agriculture Dan Glickman. Uh, we had a very big write-up in Rolling Stone magazine in 96. Glickman read Rolling Stone, heard what we do, and literally called me up and said, Sid, I read a patch in Rolling Stone. What can the USDA do to help you? Wow. And, and that relationship is still now powerful 20-plus uh, years later through Dr. Elise Golan, who is the Director of Sustainability for the uh, U.S. Department of Agriculture. Yeah, and I know in, in terms of schools as well, there's uh, other things that you're doing to have school literacy 
uh, programs, and uh, you also used uh, Aerosmith somehow in a music-based program. How did that come Well, what, what we were about? able to do was, uh, through many, many years, as I said earlier, we were always trying to keep things out of landfill. And the rest of the country caught up with us in the, uh, in the 2000s. I always talk about keeping things out of landfill, but with my science background, I was able to develop with uh, Professor Jim Spellos at NYU and Event Mobi, a mobile app corporation in Toronto, uh, a uh, mobile app called the Whole Earth Calculator. Oh, yeah. And the Whole Earth Calculator is a uh, non-native mobile app available, by the way, uh, on the in the Apple Store under WEC for free, and this app converts pounds of food that are donated into USDA meal equivalents as well as EPA greenhouse gas emission reduction numbers, and uh, can send out those statistics as a tweet across social media as a quid pro quo to our partners. So uh, the band Aerosmith allowed us, uh, one of our first bands, allowed us to use their, uh, their logo and their name in a group of lesson plans that were written by uh, Professor uh, Steve Sullivan, uh, Ph.D. from Columbia, and Dave Friedman, Ph.D. from Columbia. And those curriculums we, we called uh, the Climate Literacy Lesson Plans mm-hmm. using the Whole Earth Calculator. And those lesson plans enabled teachers to, uh, to download for free a three-day lesson plan that uh, inculcates their students with regard to greenhouse gas emission reduction, but specifically talks about poverty, ties together what we call the uh, lowering of the poverty footprint as well as the carbon mm-hmm. footprint, mm-hmm. which allows teachers to teach to this and then encourage the students to take the food from their schools and feed the local hungry. But along the way, uh, Aerosmith allowed us to use specific numbers from uh, food recoveries that took place at their concerts so that it's common core curriculum uh-huh. uh, based. Uh, so teachers don't have to worry about not having that within the lesson plan. It's already built in. And we've also done this with sport teams. There was a New York Yankee lesson plan, which quantifies the amount of food that is picked up at Yankee games during the season. And we are blessed to have 75 sport franchises all across uh, North America, uh, including the entire National Hockey League, every one of their franchises, make sure that food prepared but not sold at their stadiums and arenas goes to rock and wrap it up. Hockey A. I know. Go, go, Rangers! <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. How does the, the Hungerpedia fit into that at all? How so, does... uh, about ten years ago, when we started uh, really working in sports, we, we we now have, as I had said, you know, uh, seventy-five plus uh, arenas and stadiums. Uh, we needed partners to do that food recovery. So, uh, in in order to really feel comfortable that the, those uh, agencies that were picking food up uh, were falling under uh, the spirit of the Bill Emerson Good Samaritan laws, rock and wrap it up, vets every partner. So if you are going to pick up food for us, 
First, you must have a health certificate issued by a local municipality. You must have storage. You must have transportation, communication. You must be able to pick up food and use it to the size quantities that you, can, you might be picking up the arenas. But most importantly, you must be able to go online to the rockandwrapitup.org website and fill out the Rock and Wrap It Up donation form, mm -hmm. which is where the poundage of food is returned back to us. Uh, we, we have the back end of that uh, form, so we could share that with our partners at the end of the season. So the New York football giants at the end of the season can put out on uh, their social media, their website. Uh, the New York Giants, by the way, uh, have committed this season to be the first team to put on their scoreboard after the game how much food was donated to the poor and what kind of greenhouse gas emissions were reduced. Wow, that's fantastic. Uh, you so, have... so Hungerpedia is the what I name an encyclopedia of anti-hunger agencies that mm -hmm. feed the poor. Mm -hmm. So when you are vetted by uh, our criteria, right. you can choose to be in the Hungerpedia database, which is so important because there might be uh, Louis Vuitton in Paris, maybe making a meeting in Dallas, and they're able to go to the Hungerpedia site, see who's going to be able to pick up food from their yeah. national meeting right. in Dallas and feed the hungry of Dallas. So we have really expedited the ability for people to donate. And uh, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that uh, we've launched a program called Feed the Veterans. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm an Air Force veteran, and uh, after hearing stories and stories of vets and families not being able to eat, uh, the Hungerpedia uh, database is being placed into the hands of veterans and their caregivers right. and their family caregivers so that throughout the United States, vets could eat for free everywhere. Mm. Hmm. That's wonderful. That's a great program, too. Thank you. Uh, uh, yeah, and thanks for serving in, in the Air Force. And I give a shout-out to my nephew, Ami, who is in now Fort Hood, serving in the Army. So we, we kind of have to sort of ramp it up, and there's so much more to talk about. So um, Let's try to get one more quick thing in. Can you just Marty give Bra? us about the Hannah's Project oh, Mardi yeah. Gras oh. initiative before we... Yeah. Absolutely. We are an anti-poverty think tank, so food is uh, part of poverty. And other than food... The number one item that we are asked for in every agency in the United States are feminine hygiene products, yeah. specifically tampons and panty liners. Mm -hmm. And we ask every woman if uh, they can purchase a second box each month and donate that to uh, Rock and Wrap It Up. We can tell you where to bring it to, and uh, you could, it could go to local schools, to the guidance departments, to the to the health departments but we need tampons and it's a national effort for uh middle and high school girls we call it mod uh, we call it hannah's project hannah was a woman who sought dignity in the old testament uh mm -hmm. for uh college girls and older we call it mardi bra <laughs> since we launched it on mardi gras night <laughs> two years ago uh through the help of sharon osborne who's an advisor to rock and wrap it up, uh, she sent a tweet out, and uh, hundreds of boxes were brought to the Beverly Hills Sofitel Hotel 
to help uh, the indigent of Los Absolutely Angeles. Absolutely brilliant. Thank you. Leave God. it to Sharon Osborne to uh, do so the Mardi Gras. Let's just mention again how people can find out more because there's so much more going on. And, and Well, we definitely want people's help. We obviously always need funding. We are a poor charity with only three paid employees and 5,000 volunteers, of which I am one. <laughs> and uh, if they could call 877-691-FOOD, uh, 877-691-FOOD. They can get further information on how to volunteer and donate, or they can go right to the website, rockandwrapitup.org. Rockandwrapitup.org. Right? We need you. We need all of your listeners to make a little bit of a difference mm-hmm. uh, through uh, realizing that they have enormous power within their hearts. Mm-hmm. Well, you have an enormous heart and all that you've done and put together here. And I'm very grateful for your work. And I'm looking forward to speaking to you again. And we'll try to get you down to the studio so we can hug you next time. Right. Only if you have some great food carts outside. Um, <laughs> we, we'll figure. We'll, we'll bring some out from uh, from the Jersey Shore or something. <laughs> no, we but do have some nearby. We have some good good ones floating around but but again uh so thank you so much for everything you do and we'll get the word out so people can be proactive in working on this very important issue well thank both of you for the interest of being the green divas i know that <laughs> yes we're we're green and we're divas so we're uh so again thank you so much for, for being on and, and we will have you back with more updates You've been listening to The 50 Shades of Green, a collaborative gig between the Green Divas and the Many Shades of Green radio shows, happily recorded at Green Diva Studio. Be sure to look for this and other Green Diva Network podcasts and The Many Shades of Green on iHeartRadio, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spreaker, and Stitcher, among other places. You can find more information about this show and much more on thegreendivas.com.